Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you had a really good Valentine's Day. I hope you're able to spend it with your loved one, whether that be a dog, a cat, or a significant other. Maybe you were just spending it with family and friends. Either way, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've had a great weekend. I hope that you got some good weather. We had some good weather on Monday, and now it's back to raining and cold. I'm so ready for the sun to come out. I'm ready to get my dogs out and do things, go to events and go to craft fairs and and really just get out and enjoy some patio time with my pets and some alcoholic beverages and some friends. It just isn't happening just yet here in Tennessee. So I thought today, uh, instead of talking about something specific for training-wise, since we're pretty much stuck in the house with the dogs right now because it's just so wet and cold here, and it looks like that way across the country, uh, I think I wanted to talk about uh, the family that's involved with this dog, basically the family the dog lives with, and how their behavior can either create good things in your dog or it can create bad things in your dog. Many times when we have people that attend our classes, usually just one or two family members will show up. Um, And oftentimes it's just one family member. And they may have three, four, five people in their household. So why is this a problem? Well, it's not necessarily a problem that you have one trainer in the house Uh, that one person that's teaching the dog behavior and teaching things, that's not an issue. It's fine to only have one. However, everyone in the household 
should know what the expectations are, what the rules are, how to interact with the dog appropriately. Because even if they're not specifically training something, they're still teaching the dog when they are interacting with the dog. Let's look at an example. Let's say that mom loves having the dog on the couch. And so the dog jumps on the couch when mom's sitting there and it's cuddle time and everything is fantastic. But then dad sits down on the couch and dad can't stand when the dog is on the couch because he gets up in his lap and he gets hair everywhere and he messes with, you know, his plate of food, whatever it may be. So when the dog jumps up with dad, dad's yelling and screaming and telling the dog to get off. And, you know, the dog jumps off very confused. So why is this a real problem? Well, the problem is, is that the dog is basically going to start walking around on eggshells unsure of when something's okay and when something's not okay. And if you ever had to grow up in a household like that, you can understand what I'm talking about. It's not a pleasant experience to not know the expectations from one person to the next to have one rule that might be okay one day, but then it's not okay the next day. So what happens if you have family members who want different rules? Some want them on the couch, some don't want them on the couch. Well, that's actually something very simple that you can deal with. You can put these behaviors on command, basically teaching the dog that jumping on the furniture is by permission only so that it's more controllable and the dog is not just jumping up anytime it wants. You know, and this also is very helpful when you have company and you don't want the dog jumping up when company is sitting on the couch. You know, so basically the family needs to learn how to interact with the dog, how to give the commands and what that behavior looks like, how to interrupt behavior that's inappropriate without scaring the dog or making the dog uh, start walking on eggshells. We don't want to knock the dog's confidence down. They need to know how to ignore behavior like jumping. Some people may not mind jumping in the household, but others hate jumping. So, you know, again, you need to come to a uh, common theme of what that's going to look like. Is jumping going to be allowed? And the person that doesn't like it just continues to ignore until the dog finally stops trying. Or do we put jumping on command as well? And of course, lastly, the person that likes jumping could just compromise and say, you know, it's probably not the best thing. So, I'll just lay on the floor and cuddle with the dog then. So it's important as a family that you sit down, and sometimes it's even good to do it before you get a dog, and you write down all the rules and all the expectations that you would like to see your dog have. And then write down all the commands that you would like to teach and put beside those commands what that behavior looks like. So that if somebody is saying, come to the dog, they know they're asking the dog to come to them so that they can get their hands on them and pet and love on them and keep them until they release them versus someone that says come on and they just want the dog to come into the house but not necessarily to them. So you see the words can really mess dogs up and when we use different behaviors and different words one person has come for this and the other person is using come on then it's not really fair for the dog to get in trouble for not doing whichever come that person is asking for because the dog can't read their mind. So you see, it really does fall back on the humans. It is important that 
you get together as a team and you work all of this out and you make those decisions so that it's easy on the dog. The dog knows all the rules and he knows that he can count on each person to follow those rules. So even if you're not interested in training your dog, maybe you're a cat person and you have cats in the house, it's fine. You don't have to, but there's going to be a point you will be interacting with that dog because you live together. So even if you don't care about dog training and you don't care about training the dog, at least learn how to interact appropriately, how to use the right commands so that the dog is not uh, losing confidence, walking on eggshells, um, and exhibiting anxiety behavior because a lot of the anxiety behavior that we see is caused by the humans not having set expectations. And dogs must have those expectations on a daily basis. And these expectations may be as simple as the behavior of going out the door or coming inside. Maybe coming inside instead of just running in, we want the dog to come in and sit immediately so that we can maybe wipe paws. I mean, with the rain that we're having, it's nice to have a dog that will just come in and wait for you to clean his paws or his underbelly or his whole body because it's raining before going into the house. So as a family, even if it's your kid's dog or you got this dog for the kid or this was mom's dog, it doesn't matter who claims the dog, who the main caretaker is, the rest of you are teammates and you must be able to follow the rules and do the things that are appropriate for your dog's sake. Your dog counts on you and his behavior is going to be a reflection of your behavior. So keep that in mind. If your dog's giving you something you don't like, you must look at your behavior and your family's behavior to see what you could be doing that's causing that. Now, we're not just talking about family members that live together. What about those family members that maybe come over on a regular basis to let your dog out when you're not home or they house sit or you have a dog walker that comes in uh, every day or a few days a week? Well, they need to know the rules as well. If you have a dog walker, they need to know what commands you're using when walking the dog. They need to know what's allowed on walks. If you have house guests, they need to know the rules for furniture or jumping or what are your rules for feeding time. You don't have to give them the whole rundown of life with the dog, but the things that you are going to expect them to do, it's only fair for the dog that you explain to the humans, whoever is going to be interacting with your dog, what the rules are, what the commands are, what the expectations are. And this is all for your dog's sake. So as a family, as a team, this dog is a part of your life and a part of your family, and it's only fair that you all learn how to communicate together and how to live together for the dog's sake. So that is my preaching for uh, the family being involved. Uh, this is a short podcast this week. Hopefully we will be getting some uh, better weather and we can really start talking about uh, some different training techniques uh, next week, Gray should be coming in to talk about living with an aggressive dog. And I know people think, well, you're a trainer. How can you have a, a bad dog or an aggressive dog? And the thing is, is that when you have dogs that 
have some neurological issues or have some poor breeding or that just may have some behavioral issues that are not necessarily learned behavior, uh, more of an innate behavior, who's the best to have them? Someone who doesn't know much about dogs or people that do it for a living. So, yeah, so Gray's going to kind of run down and tell you what it's been like to live with a dog that's not just an outgoing, friendly dog to everybody, who is picky and choosy on who he likes to be around, and what that has been like since he's had him, and, and how he's had to learn going from pet owner to beginning trainer to now of a more experienced trainer. So I hope you'll look forward to that. If you have ideas of podcasts you would like for us to talk about and cover, please send us an email, info at dogspeak101.com. You can always hit us up on Facebook as well. And please share our podcast. Let people know about us. We really want to, to share all of this everywhere. And it costs nothing to forward this. Um, and, you know, we put these podcasts out for free so that we can educate everyone. And, and wherever you listen to podcasts, if you can rate us, that would be great because that allows other people to search and find our podcast. And we want to reach as many people as we possibly can because, really, I want Dog Speak Geeks across the world. And uh, this is a great way to do it. So we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you tuning in um, each week. And we are going to do a better job at getting these going each week. As well as once spring hits, we're going to be putting some new videos up on the website. Uh, If you've not watched the videos yet, please go to our website at dogspeak101.com. You can find videos there and you can also find our YouTube channel. Uh, But the same videos that are on our website are on the YouTube channel and vice versa. So... We really appreciate you guys. We really hope that you are taking away a lot of things from our podcast. And uh, like I said, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. We'll answer you as soon as we can. And, and if you have a podcast we want you to you want to hear, then you know shoot us an email and we'll put something together for you. I really hope you guys have a great and wonderful week, and I hope the weather gets better for you. And if you're having great weather, please send some our way.